Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sounds Pants Radio. Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Scaredy Boys Chasers, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss movies to watch after horror movies to help chase away the fear and let your gentle soul sleep soundly. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Speed. Speed is a 1994 American action thriller film directed by Juan de Bont, starring Keanu Reeves. It follows Jack Traven, a young LA police officer who must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above 50 miles per hour. What a concept. <laughs> oh my God. We could do an entire podcast series on this one film. Oh, Completely agree. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Perfect. It is incredible. I was like, oh, I haven't seen it for a while. Ah, uh, yeah. When you guys suggested we watch it as a chaser. Yeah. And I thought, oh, is it still as good as, like, I, I can't remember, I'm kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Boys, it's one of the greatest action movies of all time. I agree. Five stars. It, it literally has it all. Like, it is so, it lives up to its name in that the stakes are never not being raised. It's it is it is it is off its head it is the characters are fantastic the stakes uh-huh. are incredible it is insanely believable which seems right stupid yes but they just i, I I'm, I'm yeah sure okay this is yeah. how the that great i'm on board let's go it's also got this schlocky sort of b movie feel uh-huh. because the acting is at times borderline terrible but it doesn't <laughs> yes. detract from the experience of the movie yes I, in fact it enhances it i think uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Like, well, I watched this with Holly, and she was saying that um, for Dennis Hopper, who's like off his head in this oh. movie. Oh, yeah. The hop. The hop. Cocaine. <laughs> he's on cocaine. <laughs> like, he's acting his little heart out, and he's also <laughs> just so terrible at some points, but in this like over the top, weirdly lovable, enjoyable way. It's the laugh. It's that cackle. It's the laugh. It, yes, it is. He's perfect. There's a bit near the end, Tom, when. He's got Sandy B mm. and he takes her through the door and I can't remember what he says to Jack. He says like some throwaway line and then there's like a beat, a beat, a beat, and then he just goes, punk, yeah. and then the door closes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's, it's full of moments like that, which are Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon moments, really. He punched up the script. And I read today that he actually wrote nearly all of the dialogue, in fact. Mm-hmm. He's just uncredited. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that that, that he had any any involvement in it. There yeah, yeah. Go. So yeah. Graham, Yo- Graham Yost, I think his name is, he wrote, the screenplay, mm-hmm. and then Keanu hang on, hang on. Reeves. Is that is that is that uh, justified? Yes, Graham. Yeah, Yost? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Same guy. Fucking hell. I knew I loved Speed for a reason. And then Keanu Reeves read it and said, "Ah, it's too much like Die Hard. Mm -hmm. And then they brought Joss Whedon in as the uncredited sort of guy to punch up the script. And according to Graham Yost, Whedon contributed nearly all of the dialogue. And there are some really like Whedon style. Totally. Um, oh. Yeah, snarky sort of lines yeah. and stuff in. But even, but it, like even the the most now that I'm mm. realizing it, I'm like, yeah, the whole um, I hear that life threatening events are bad for starting a relationship. Like that is the most like Whedon-y yeah, yeah, yeah. kind <laughs> of Whedon flirty yeah. mode. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I I love you said before, Tom. You're like they they make you believe this concept, and I think honestly that's probably this movie's greatest strength is that. It is a wild concept that a bus can't go below 50 because there's a bomb about to explode. Like, you're like, wait a minute. How do you even sell that to it? Like, how does how do you get an audience to believe that? And then they do. And I love it because they, they bother to put, like, that first act of them being in the elevator and all that stuff is, one, it's just a really nice sequence of events. It's, it actually, one, it sets up a lot. It's just a fun little uh, snippet to watch. But it also makes you buy 100% in that this guy's loony enough to go, great, I'm going to rig this bus up with a bomb. Like, ah, oh, great. Best. It's so good. Best opening credits of all time. <laughs> They're so simple. The font is like Microsoft Word from the 90s. Yeah, someone, like, yeah. someone just discovered Word Art and decided to make <laughs> oh, these credits. It's me in grade six and we've just got new computers <laughs> at my school. If for some reason you haven't seen it, it's just an elevator. It's just the camera going down and down. And it, ha- it goes from, it feels like five It's minutes, a long time. it's giving yeah. you the entire credits and you get, uh, there's a great music score in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And you get like- oh, The score's off its they, dick. It just peppers it with little hints of like the really high points of the yeah. score. And it gets you pumped up for the movie. Oh, and then of course you have fucking Keanu Reeves and his partner, Jeff Daniels, which is a great partnership. Oh, yeah. Oh. They're- their car, when we, when it first comes into the shot, it is going like that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's flying through the air. Yes, it, that, it sets the tone. If you didn't already know, you're in the most fucking cooked movie ever. <laughs> you do now. You just watch that and go, how did they even? They couldn't go that. Oh, it's it doesn't make sense. What I love is that is is that they picked both tropes of the police. Basically, both the the partner and the other cop mm. are both the trope of you're out of line. Like they're both off their head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and everyone in that police department is not like is you know, I'm going to take your gun and your badge. Mm. It's like they recruited the LAPD for speed. They went, all right, give me a list of all the officers who had to hand in their gun and their badge because they did something cooked. We're going to hire them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. So, like on the on the whole, it was too similar to Die Hard part of it. So originally Jack Traven's character was more similar to Bruce Willis's character in Die Hard and yeah. that he was quippy. He was like, yeah, doing whatever he needed to get the job done. And then when they cast Keanu, they're like, well, this is one, the director cast Keanu because he, he was almost like a softer boy. They're like, women will, women will love him because he's Keanu and men won't be intimidated by him because he's sort of like a slighter frame. Yeah. And so then they still made the character do whatever he needs to do to get the job done, but also be quite respectful and trying to calm everyone down and try to like take control of the situation. And it also came from, because they, which which I find, this is the part I find most interesting. They'd done a bunch of interviews with the LAPD and they kind of found that that is how they respond. They're very much like de-escalate and they really don't want to lose any lives. And so they, they've eventually built that into Jack Traven's character, which I think totally strengthens the character 
beyond like it's still obviously a great action movie character and he's got the name Jack Travid. Yeah. yeah. But even then he is this like softer, more thoughtful, more caring version of that character. Can I that is a brilliant point and has made me think of something. Yeah. I wonder if Keanu and this film paved the way for Tom Cruise a couple years later becoming the star of Mission Impossible because oh. he's at that same thing. He's kind of easy on the eye for the women back then. Yep. And he's a, he's a very small guy. He's a smaller frame, so he's totally. physically imposing. Yes. I wonder if, oh, this movie. Did, did Keanu launch the greatest cinematic franchise of all time? <laughs> I think he did. In my heart. Yes. Yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> what, what I love about this, though, is I think the thing that makes this work, too, is that I think if it had been an older kind of diehard type cop, you wouldn't believe that they would be capable of doing what the shit that Jack's mm. doing. I mean, in- it's it's mad that we believe it at all. But that's what I mean. Insane. That's like, I, I believe that Keanu Reeves can absolutely fucking like skateboard on his back <laughs> at 50 miles per hour and like yeah. climb back out of it. Whereas I don't think, I, I can't buy Bruce Willis doing that. No, no, John no. McClane can't, can't do that. No. And I just think he's, like the difference between, again, that softer touch mm. is kind of nice because you see that when he's friends with that bus driver early yeah, on and yeah. he goes back for his muffin. And then there's that there's that bit just later when he gets on the bus and the guy pulls the gun out and he's like, I'm not a cop anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. See, it's fine. We're okay. You just got to... You gotta sit down. I'll tell you what, there's a fucking there's some there's some people in this movie though. Like, mm. oh. I obviously my brain's like, okay, I know Keanu's in it, and I know it's. I was like, and Dennis Hopper, yep. and Sandra Bullock. Yep. But I forgot Jeff Daniels was in mm. it for a start, mm. and then a fucking old mate from Ferris Bueller shows up on the bus. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. great. He is he's very so good. good. Um, well, Carney, you might have read this, but um, that was another Joss Whedon rewrite. Yeah. Where originally that guy was like a bit more of an asshole, bit of a business guy, that sort of a He's thing. He's a lawyer. He's yeah. a lawyer. That was it. And so he rewrote him as this, oh, shucks, a tourist, which again, like it softens the, like the rest of the film is literally going 50 miles per hour. It is like going as fast as it can. Oh, you- it's going faster than that, mate. That's just <laughs> minimum yeah, speed. that's very true. It starts at 50. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, for us is 80 kilometers per hour. I had to Google that because I wanted to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having these softer characters who who are a bit more, I don't know, like us, I guess, like where you can put yourself in, in the shoes of like, like we've all been to LA, I think. No, I haven't. Have you guys? Nah. Oh, Kanye hasn't? I have on and the yeah. silver screen though, many times. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> but like well, when, I, when I went to LA, I, that's probably the most I've ever felt like a tourist because it is a intimidating... I got yelled at within like the first hour because I ordered a sandwich too slow. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I respect. That is the most LA thing in the world, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So I, I loved having this tourist there who's also like so optimistic and then immediately is in the, in the most cooked situation anyone has ever been in. Yeah. It's funny we mentioned Die Hard because I think they offered um, this to the guy who directed Die Hard. He turned it down. Right. And then... Jan de Bont, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure this is his first film as a director, but he was the cinematographer of Die Hard and a lot of action ah, films. okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's got a great eye. Yeah, he does. And that's pretty clear when you watch this. Yeah. Also, I read that orig- originally in the script, and I don't know how they were going to pull this off, it wasn't going to be 50 miles, it was going to be that the bus has to stay above 20 miles an hour. <laughs> How would they do that? That would be a different wow. film. Yeah. That would be a slower I, film. I have to yes. say, keeping it above 50s, th- that's the right choice. Being like, oh, because in their heads, I guess, what, 20, 60. So it's like, oh, but you're in... Again, the thing I love about it is they're like, what we'll do is... Like, okay, imagine 
Imagine you're the, the, the like, you're Graham Yost, right? Right. You walk into a meeting with a bunch of producers, dick swinging, knowing that you have got <laughs> the greatest movie ever. Because you know, as soon as you're like, so it's an action movie. All right, give it to me. There's a bomb on a bus, and if it goes under 50 miles per hour, the bus explodes. Yeah. Like, that as just a, t- as like a, 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 lo- a log line. Yeah, it's huge. It's just the most dick-punching right. line in the world. Yeah. So you do that, and then you're like, where's it set? LA famous for shitty traffic. Yeah. That's that's when you take your dick and just slam it on the table. <laughs> oh, I assume that's what he did. I assume that's what he did. Yeah. I I, I wasn't so I've look, I've watched this before, but I don't even rem- I don't have a strong memory of literally when I sat down and watched this. I feel like it's the kind of movie I've seen snippets of in the background of like parties or just visiting people or what have you. So sitting down and watching it from start to finish was genuinely a delight. It was such an enjoyable time. Mm. It really is like ultimate action. Like you talked about the score before and I agree. I, I made a note during it. The score was amazing. And that if anyone's writing an action scene, they would do very well. To, to listen to this score. Oh, yeah. But they'd also do very well just to watch this movie in its entirety and then go write yeah. your action scene because yeah. it is peak action. It literally doesn't stop. It has that kind of 90s action thing where the the film, like the, the plot kind of got resolved mm-hmm. and then they add on another huge action set piece on massive. top of that as well. Yeah, massive like, set piece. Because I think, I think Yann de Bont read the script and went, so it's just on a bus. And he goes, it's kind of boring. And then so Graham Yost went off and, and added the whole train thing as well. Oh. Like, how do you go from an insane bus movie and then you're like, oh, we'll just add on a fucking chaotic train scene as well. <laughs> like, which has which has the best best throwaway line of the movie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm taller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was so good. Oh. I'm like, does that oh. actually does that actually relate to what just happened? Like, does it did that have yeah, any effect? It's him, it's him bragging. <laughs> To a he dead has guy. a head and Dennis Hopper doesn't. <laughs> then he goes inside. Oh, what happened to him? He lost his head. Oh, oh I, I read that Keanu wasn't used to having to do so many facial expressions <laughs> when he acted. <laughs> so this movie was a challenge. Oh my god, that is my uh, new it's, favorite. It's fact incredible about this movie. that this was John Wick before John Wick. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned, TC before Tommy Cruise. I did have the thought during this, I'm like, oh, what would this... Like, I love Keanu, but what would this would be like if this had been a, a TC film? Oh. Okay, first thing, uh, he doesn't chase the bus in a car, he runs it he down. He runs it down. Yes, he does. Just those little arms pumping. Oh, hey. my God. He, he like, speed is... No, like, they just call him Speed. His character's name is now Speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have been like Jack Speed. <laughs> oh, Jackie Speed. He'll run him down. Oh, my God. Like, I also love this movie... Blew up a plane. Mm. It didn't need to. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it didn't. But fuck it. Why not? There's also like, I will say this. It ends like a 90s action film because the guy gets the girl. And it's like, yeah, but Jeff Daniels died. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Movies are so like Yeah. That. Like, oh. It's so quick to forget the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just because it has to. Yeah. I will say, speak. having said that though, the scene where he learns that Jeff Daniels is dead and then oh, he's on great. the bus and- Bullock's talking him down. She's like, "No, we need, we need you. Come on, you got to come back." She's fucking great. She's yeah. brilliant. Oh, everyone's great in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah. You could watch, you could watch the scariest fucking movie on you boys. You could watch a double feature of Hereditary and Midsummer, oh, no. <laughs> and you could just watch the opening credits of Speed, and you would feel better. <laughs> That's true. I would. <laughs> Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. That is a, well, that brings us nicely to, to our first question, which did it help calm our cowardly hearts? Yes. Oh, every time. Yeah, thousand percent. I'll be watching it again. How can I be scared when I'm so jam-packed full of adrenaline? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It takes the fear. What it does is it takes the fear that I've got and it morphs it into like a fear of the excitement factor. So yeah, it, it, it's exactly that. I feel like it takes the the adrenaline that's pumping through me because I'm scared of a jump scare. Yeah, ramps it up to a thousand, but then doesn't give me anything scary to look at. Right, and so. It's the. It's actually speed is the perfect chaser. Yeah. Instead of giving you something nice, it just taps into the emotion you're already feeling, mm. which just makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. It's basically great it leaves you to the point where you're like, "Give me a jump scare, I'll punch it in the face." Like I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Could you think of a more adrenaline fueled movie? Because I, I honestly can't. can't. I honestly that's that was my major takeaway from this movie is like this is the action film action films would watch if they watched action films. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. The only one that that probably hits a similar note mm-hmm. is Crank, in which the bus is Jason Statham. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, um, and Crank too. Uh, yeah. Although I will say this, I've seen Crank. It's rated on my letterbox. I think it got yeah. three and a half stars. Speed mm-hmm. five, big five, easiest five I've ever made. I've just remembered <laughs> one more person who was in line to direct it. Okay, and they turned it down, and they've since gone on to regret that very much. It was Quentin Tarantino. Oh, really? Get out. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think I read a thing. Doesn't he love this movie? Isn't it like in his? Yeah. He. I think I read today that he has it on like his twenty best movies ever maybe or something like that yeah he loves oh that's great that's so interesting seeing because obviously there's been movies that he's written but not directed in uh, true romance Mm -hmm. i'd be fascinated to see what a what speed would have been like in because what did he he would have just made what reservoir dogs yeah but you've got to imagine if he signed on to direct they wouldn't have hired Whedon to come in and do a punch up. Yeah, they would have that's had true. Tarantino rewrite that's true. it. True. So it would be it may well be a entirely instead yeah, of yeah. instead of having like quips, Dennis Hopper's just constantly talking about like Elton John songs that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this movie as a as a chaser film. So I I read this really great fact, which is that a Fox producer realized that they would have a hit movie on their hands when he noticed that during test screenings. Audience members would walk backwards when they needed to go to the bathroom, so they'd miss as little as possible. That's great. <laughs> that's that's good. Not 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 as dedicated as they should. They should just piss themselves. Piss your pants, guys. I love those little test screening um, tidbits. There's the one from Jaws where Spielberg knew he had a hit when someone ran outside to throw up and then run back in. <laughs> <laughs> and then came back. Oh, yeah, came back. that yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that is oh, so man. great. 
Test screening stories like that are so good. There's that one they did for Paranormal Activity where they didn't tell them it was a movie. Oh, that's rough. That it was, they told them it was true. Oh, oh are you kidding? Oh, that's... Yeah, and then used the reactions of that audience in the marketing campaign. Shit. Oh. So they, they put night vision cameras and filmed the audience watching it. Right. Nothing good happens with night vision. No. no. Although, if there was night vision in speed... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they would use it. Well, like I read another fact about test screenings, which is that this film literally ran out of money because they blew up a plane. So I also read the plane, <laughs> yeah. the plane cost them $80,000. And that was back in... Jesus. That was back it's in 1993. It's a, a point that needed to happen. No. <laughs> so they blew up the plane and then ran out of money. So then they... Basically, the film uh, was previewed for an audience and all those subway scenes that we saw at the end that they didn't have enough money for was just shown in animated storyboards. But the audience <laughs> loved it so much that the studio's like, yeah, all right, here's the extra money. Hollywood, off its oh, head. Oh, mate. Like, it so suits this movie, which is also off its fucking head. <laughs> so my next question for our Chasers episode is what was the most powerful part for you? Um I've got mine. You go, Tom, while I'm thinking. Uh, so it's there are probably two that sit on an equal part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it's the uh, it's anytime Dennis Hopper is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> anytime he's coming in, just munching down on scenery. Sure, because he's because he's he's such a great villain as well. Because we've seen him break. It's great because he gives Keanu rules to follow. Yeah. In the same way they do with the elevator, and then he breaks. He's happy to break his own rules, so he just seems so dangerous and unhinged. Mm. And that's what's great about him. And then the other fucking balls to the wall, excellent fucking sequence is when the bus jumps the uh, freeway. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, if you yeah. thought the jump at the start was ridiculous, <laughs> wait till this. It just gets so much air for a bus. It's like the ramp is not. The ramp should not give you that kind of air. <laughs> no. I read when they filmed it, they were shocked by the amount of air that it got. Like, <laughs> apparently it like, didn't work to plan. It was even better. Yeah. I, I love that they use the same plot point twice. They have a, two plot points where the chief of police is like, it's not finished. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he does it again in the subway and he does it on the bus. But yeah, that bus jump. If you've had, again, again, if you've, if you've watched like tr- something truly horrific... Yeah. You could watch just the bus jump because you get the tension of the build to the jump and then the elation when they land yeah, it. Yeah. Oh. Well, just, yeah, I guarantee your mouth will hang open as soon as that bus gets airborne. Yeah. You will just not yeah. believe what world you're in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, most powerful moment for me. Mm. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, jeez. I don't know how. I forgot about the bus. That is powerful. Mm, mm. Um, emotionally powerful. Yeah. One we mentioned before when Keanu Reeves finds out that Jeff Daniels has died yeah. and he just loses it. That's a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. The moment near the end when he and Sandy are riding the thing and the music just fucking peaks. Yeah. It's huge. It is It's such a huge moment. Yeah. And then my personal favorite moment is the guy named Ortiz, who also goes by um, Gigantor, I think. <laughs> yeah. Gigantor. Keanu calls him Gigantor. Yeah. One of the other guys calls him that as well. It's when the guy from Ferris Bueller is having a bit of a sook, and then Ortiz turns to him. And I don't know why it gets me. Mm. It just does every time. And he goes, hey, I got a wife. <laughs> and just the look on his face kills me. Absolutely kills yeah. me. I love yeah. him. He gets so into it. Yeah. He's my favorite character, actually. <laughs> He's the best. He does some good shit, too. He loves, and he loves Jack. <laughs> I love the scene when Jack's hanging under the bus, and Ortiz is, like, ripping the bottom of the bus. Oh, goes, yeah. Somebody get my tools. And then Sandy's driving, and she's like, get his tools. Get his tools. <laughs> the whole bus. I love every character on that bus. Oh. They all just have a, they all have a moment. Yeah, they all come together to, like, just, like, like you said before with Sandy, 
definitely be trying to get Keanu back on track after he finds out Jeff Daniels dies. Like they're all working together to just like survive this insane scenario. Yeah. Well, the scene the scene I'm going to choose is um, so when early on when Keanu takes that takes the guy's car and he's driving along with the guy I can't yep. remember his name, um, and basically he's just doing everything he can to get on the bus. As soon as it ticks over 50 and he knows we can't stop it, his first thought is, I need to get on that bus. And I just think, fuck, that's great. Because that just tells us everything you need to know about the character. That in this situation, in this madcap situation where a bus can't go below 50 miles per hour, his first thought is, I need to be on that bus. I thought that was amazing. He has that great bit on that in that car, that great bit where he's just like, do you have insurance? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Smash the door off. He even has a bit with the elevator stuff at the start of the film where he just like volunteers he and Harry to do it. Yeah. So already yeah. he's like that. He's he's the guy. He's the one who's got to be there and, and saving the day. That's and it. I love that bit you mentioned, Damo, where he's in the car and the piece of paper that says bomb on bus just blows away. Yeah. It's the windshield. Oh, very and just good. that slow zoom on the driver's face. And he's like, damn. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that brings us nicely to how would we do in this situation? Three people who are probably the oh, opposite man. of Jack Travin. Here's my question. Are we on the bus or are we Jack? Ooh. The coward part of me says... Are we Annie or are we Jack? I think we're more Annie's than... Look, if, we, if we're being honest with ourselves... I was going to say, who's driving the bus? Ooh, that's a good call. One of us has to drive the bus, I think. And then one of us dies from driving the bus. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> have, I, have either of you guys got some kind of heavy vehicle license. Oh, uh, damn it. I can barely drive a normal car. <laughs> I don't have a bus. I don't have a bus or a truck license, but I have a forklift license. All right, Carney. That counts. I think you're our Sandy B then. Okay. Damn it. No, that's all right, because Sandy survives. Also, San- Sandy B doesn't even have a fucking license. That's true. I think she's... Doesn't hasn't she lost her license? Yeah. yeah, there's that great joke. He's like, she's like, I I should tell you that I've actually the reason I'm on the bus is because I lost my license. What'd you lose it for? Speeding. Brilliant. <laughs> and he just gives her this like, <laughs> that's a Joss Whedon line. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tom. All right, I'm driving. Yeah, you're driving. You're Sandy B. Tom, who do you think you'll be? Would you be Gigantor? Would you be the tourist? <sighs> Would you be the gunman? <laughs> I'm. Look, I'm probably the tourist. Yeah. Let's be real. Um. I'm, I'm probably yeah. I'm probably Cam from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the role of Gigantor without having his mask because I'm not Gigantor. But I do feel like I would be trying to calm people down because it it really annoys right, me. Yeah. Like to the point that I eye roll that in movies like this where you like see someone who just starts being hysterical and you're like, well, clearly that's not gonna happen. Like, what are you doing that for? Like, I'm almost just disappointed in them that their first reaction is to lose their head. Like the guy with the gun. Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely the guy with the gun. But like more even But also the old lady. The old lady, right. Like to me, like yeah. the least you can do is nothing. Let's all achieve at least that bare minimum. But if you're being hysterical <laughs> and losing your head, well, now you're actually a detriment. You're making things worse than they need to yeah. be. So I feel like Giganto did good at calming people down. So maybe I at one point say, I've got a wife. Because I do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Actually, you, yeah, it has to. And be. you've got a wife. Yeah. Out of the yeah. two of us, you're the only one with a wife. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just like, oh man, I just wanted to come on a nice little holiday. I love catching the bus. <laughs> yeah. That that guy with the gun is kind of stupid mm. because like you would think that they were going to do something like maybe he had he was a wanted criminal or he had drugs on him or something, yeah. so he freaked out when he saw a cop. But they don't play at anything, so it's kind of just like. He saw a cop and got the gun out and went in, went crazy. I feel like he had prize or something like that. There was a reason that he thought yeah. he was there for him 
for whatever fucking reason. But yeah, yeah he yeah, like yeah, so yeah. originally in the script it was going to be that the driver had a heart attack, but they obviously thought, no, no, this is speed. Things are always going yeah. balls to the fucking wall. Speed yeah. it up. Someone, someone's got to get shot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then, because then, if he has, if he gets shot, he can still be alive, and then they need to get him off. Right. Fuck that scene is so good too, where they're getting oh, him yeah. across. Yeah. And she's got to get the bus closer. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's great. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> nah, who am I kidding? I'm a great, I'm a great driver. I've got this covered, mate. You've, you're the best driver out of the three of us. I've seen you drive a car on fumes down a hill. Down a mountain, <laughs> down a Doesn't back sound road. Sound that impressive? No, no. So, Sean and I, it was actually your Bucks this was, weekend, yeah. Damo. Yeah. We'd driven up, and uh, at one point we we're driving along, and we went past a petrol station that had a sign out the front and said "Last Gap Petrol Station." And I said, "Oh, Sean, we should get some petrol from there." And Sean went, "No, nah, that's just a fake sign." <laughs> um, it was the such last a big call, such stop. a big call to go this tiny gas stop. On the on a mountain somewhere in the in the back streets of Victoria, and you're like, nah, they're just trying to drum up business. Yep, it's such a big call. Yeah, it was the wrong call. <laughs> it was the wrong call. So we got to the mountain on empty, <laughs> um, and it was it was an hour from the top of the mountain to the petrol station we'd been to, and we we were like, we don't because the thing the issue was everyone had to be somewhere, and it couldn't even be that one of the other guys could go and get fuel and come back. Like, that just wasn't going to work either. It was just, it was a real disaster. Yeah. So we went and asked the people at the kiosk of the mountain and they were like, look, we don't have any fuel for you, but don't go that way. There's a fuel station. It's a, It looks further on the map, but it's really steep gravel, like back logging roads. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you can kind of almost put the car in neutral, <laughs> kind of skid around. Call, yeah. You don't have to accelerate as much. Yeah. And so Sean and I, Drove, well, Sean, I was the passenger. <laughs> Sean drove down a mountain in gravel, sliding through this logging road, and we arrived, I reckon, 30 seconds before that car was going to die. So if anyone yeah. is going to be able to save us, it's going to be Sean. It's no, Sean Carney. That. It's Sean Carney. I remember just feeling sick on the way home, just like looking at my phone constantly, waiting from either, like you guys being like, ah, uh, yeah, we're fucked, we're stranded on the mountain, or yeah, we got out of it, it's all right. And luckily, the latter finally came. But yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, and I completely agree. I think, look, that was your jumping over the, the gap in the highway. That's what that was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm the yeah. kind of driver who will make some stupid decisions, but he'll get you where you need to go. <laughs> but you'll weirdly get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, for the rest of it, are we just letting Jack Traven be Jack Traven? Like, yeah. Absolutely. This one kind of goes on autopilot a bit. Right. I, do, I feel 100%. like it does. Yeah. Like, if we're just the passengers at some point, He's going to clean up the mess, and we'll walk yeah. away. Apart from you, Carney, you're going to be on the on the on the train if you're That's true. To be. But I mean, I do get the ultimate prize in the end, which is uh, I get to make out with Keanu. Keanu Lock lips with yeah. old Keanu Reeves. Yes, you yep. do, sir. Because <laughs> I think let's be real. Then, if we were then the cops in this situation, uh-huh. we would just drive the bus, get to the airport, drive the bus, and make sure the money gets there. Yeah. And if the cops are like, we'll get these people off the bus and we'll do a sneaky dodgy, we'd be like, guys, just fucking pay the kid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> guys, I don't know. I think we need to take a more active role. I think we okay. need to be we need to be Lieutenant Mac, maybe. And we need to come up okay. with a solution to get people off the bus. Oh, that's very good. Which is tricky. Well, would we would we work out that video thing? I think we that, would. I think we would We would. Like it seems pretty obvious in the end, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And we would make sure that no one no one was doing anything stupid like moving a briefcase off their lap. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, he, his eyesight is incredible that he could see a wildcat 
logo. Oh on their jacket. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It yeah, doesn't yeah. even make sense that he could see that. <laughs> also, he's such a he's, like he doesn't really make many mistakes at all throughout the film. For him to do something yeah. dumb like that, that's poor form. Yeah. What yeah. I love is it's because the, the timing is him going to take a piss. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Look, I think I think we'd mostly do all right. Let's. If we we're passengers, would obviously be fine. If we we're lieutenants, I think would do fine. Like, really, I think we just get him the money. Yeah. Mostly, that's the way we do mostly it. Mostly, it's us just giving him the money. That's right. We would check to make sure the freeway was completed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but in their defence, it was completed on the map. He just had a map that was wrong. Also, <laughs> yeah. if we are in the lieutenant position and we need to try and get people off the bus, I don't know if you're going to come up with a smarter play than looping the video. That's true. Nah. Also, it's pretty wild. Like, obviously, because this is an older movie, it's wild that the map was an actual map and not GPS. <laughs> so I yeah. feel like yeah. we would have that benefit of it just being straight up GPS. And let's even say it's set in Melbourne and not LA, in which case he's got very few options. I think would get him, would shut it down pretty quickly. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess if, if it's in Melbourne, where are you, where are you going, though? You're just going on the ring road, just doing loops. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if it's in Melbourne, not going anywhere near like Hoddle Street or any right. of that shit. Yeah, if you get on the Ring Road, you're probably fine. Like at that time of the day, traffic's not so bad. You could just drive to Albert Park, couldn't you? Actually, no, no, that's a bad idea because the corners are. No, ah, it's a race. Yes. It's race yes. car corners. Oh yeah, screwed. <laughs> Connie, you're driving, mate. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, we're dead. Yeah, we just blew up. So that's that's bad because not only that, but also you got to go down St Kilda Road. Yeah. Well. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Just go through, just mow them down, mate. Is it a tram if it's in Melbourne, not a bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Although yeah. then you're screwed. You have to stop the tram eventually. Yeah. Oh, I think I think me setting this in Melbourne is is a bad call. I, this doesn't end well. It's like what time in the? I think it's like it's peak ten a.m. Oh, okay. or nine a.m. Is, is it peak hour? Look, if it's during yeah, COVID times, happy fucking days. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. You're like hop up, mate. You've chosen the wrong year to pull off this speed heist of yours. No one's on the bus. Actually, yeah, there'd be no one on the bus. <laughs> okay, so this scenario is that the three of us are just at home and one of us is like, hey, did you hear about this weird bus thing? No. Nah. All right, on with 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the Chaser Talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you want to tell us what your Chaser movies are or you just want to say hi, you can email us at 3 at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Boys or individually, I'm at Day Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay calm, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.